0: The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN.
1: Troy, DG, Sage, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't come into the show in the best of moods. Whoa. I've had it a roller coaster type of day. Yeah. Because I have been putting in bids for items in the PowerCat auction.
0: Oh, oh okay. And oh, I'm
1: not kidding. Two minutes before we go on, I get a string of texts letting me know that everything I've bid on, just one <laughs> after another, I've been outbid.
2: And let's just hope it's not the same guy who got you, you know, because then you're going to be really. It's Wyatt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only bidding on the bitch. yeah. Sniping. Oh, Mitch is in on this one too. Come we'll, on, I'll we'll, we'll go two hundred and one dollars. <laughs> Flexing his wallet on me, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping. I won't say who we got the opportunity to talk to. I was hoping it wasn't that because he kind of he kind of gave us the business there for one of the questions that you asked. You remember the roommate question? He kind of was like, "Don't no, you don't get to ask that question." And I thought maybe you were upset about that. Why are you talking about that? Now I got to tell
1: everybody. No, you don't. No, we can keep it a surprise—a surprise. Well, it's an interview. Uh, secretive. Yeah, there's yeah. an interview we're going to play later on this week that were recorded this morning Yeah, with uh, a legend in the comedy game. Let's just put it that
2: way. In the comedy game. But
1: I don't want to spoil it until we actually get to when we know we're
2: going to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But we are scheduled to be joined by Skylar Thompson here in a few moments. He'll be calling in here in a few to talk about his fundraiser coming up on Saturday. And, of course, uh, got a few questions about his time at K-State. Plus, don't forget as well... Next week is the NFL draft in Las Vegas.
2: Oh, that's next week. 28th, yes, twenty eighth
1: through the thirtieth is when that, when that's going to be taking place. We'll mm. ask Skyler if he what's the latest projection. What is his agent telling him? What is yes. uh, some NFL folks telling him as well? But that's coming up here in just a few moments. We do have KSA Baseball coming up at five thirty. It's uh, one game against Omaha at Toyton Family Stadium. Let's hope the uh, weather holds up. I don't know if there's still a chance of rain or not. Maybe a little bit windy, but it's going to be overcast and maybe a little bit chilly, but Omaha's in town for a 602 first pitch and boy did they wax Wichita State last night.
0: Ooh, that was unreal. It's Got a, out quick and took care of business. It's
1: been a tough run for Pete Hughes in Wichita so far. I called a game there last year and it wasn't a fun night. But this time around, it kind of feels like K-State has found a groove. They found some mojo. They found some momentum, and they beat the Shockers 12 to one. And it all started. I mean, Wichita State buried themselves right away because I brought it up on the show yesterday when they tweeted out their their lineup, and they gave a shout to to Quick Trip because they have a Quick Trip and Manhattan doesn't. So they're like, oh, we're one nothing. Well, then K State goes on a 12 nothing run.
0: Yeah, I joked that it, that K State took it personal.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They did it for everybody, man. Because I'm sick and tired of this joke. We either need a quick trip or we need to just say we're banning them. We're going to say, we're not going to let you in. Maybe what yesterday's
1: announcement was will help us get land that quick trip.
2: Maybe, maybe. You never know.
1: Mm. Well, Wichita State does make a return trip to Manhattan in a couple of weeks. With that Omaha game, that's going to lead into a weekend series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against UC Irvine. Cat's going to stomp a mud hole on three straight (laughs) and uh, continue this momentum. But right now, we're going to take a break on the baseball talk and talk some football as we're joined by, it's weird to say, but former K-State quarterback Skylar Thompson around here. We call him Skylar 316. But, Skylar, uh, appreciate you joining us here on the game. Tell us about this fundraiser that's going to be taking place this Saturday at Goolsbee's in Aggieville as it's called A Night with Skylar Thompson. What's it all about?
3: Yeah, well, first off, thank you guys for having me on here. Absolutely. Uh, Awesome. Um, Yeah, so I'm doing a fundraiser event uh, this Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Goolsby's um, in Aggieville, and uh, it's a fundraiser. So for for my my cancer research fund um, that I established with uh, the Cancer Research Center at Kansas State, um, I established this fund back in October um many of you know my story but I lost my my mother and um my grandfather to, to cancer when I was very young six and seven years old and so I've always been passionate and um you know about this cause and wanting to make a difference in the world and so you know I felt what what a better way to to do this at the university that that I love so much while I was playing and you know establishing it hoping that can maintain it and keep it going for for years to come. So, it's going to be a great event. Um we're going to have food, uh live music, uh plenty of time to to spend with me, take pictures, whatever the case may be. It's just going to be a great opportunity to get people in the community, um you know, to a great place like Goolsbee to hang out, you know, get to socialize with me, you know. This is the first time really that I've been able to, you know, sometimes now that I'm not playing in k State um anymore, which like you said is weird to say. Uh, but it's it's a great opportunity that I'm looking forward to, to just connecting with fans, um, people that supported me my whole career, and just being able to hang out and socialize and have a great time uh, while we do it and support a great cause. So it's going to be exciting.
1: Now, will Denzel Goolsby be out there signing some autographs, hanging out with you?
3: Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, you know, me and and Denzel go way back. We lived together for four years. Uh, He's one of my best friends. Um, so it, it's just a, it's an awesome event, you know, being able to tie everything together, being able to do this at his place. Um, you know, I know he's really excited for it. Um, but yeah, he's definitely going to be around, um, you know, and, and enjoying the the time as well.
1: Speaking with former K-State quarterback, Skyler Thompson here on the game. So I, I do want to talk to you about this last season, just a little bit. I do have a couple of questions and bear with me. I do want to get a little bit selfish with this first question. as, uh, the public address announcer I took over, this was my first season, and um, the Oklahoma game. You come back from injury after the Southern Illinois game, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, all of us in the media, we knew you were coming back, it just, that that was the rumor in town, and um, I'm sure we started it. Um, so, um, but with your return, you run out into the field, the student session goes nuts, and then K-State gets the ball to start the game, and I had the the pleasure in the, the opportunity to announce that at quarterback number seven, Skylar Thompson, and the place just goes absolutely ballistic. But what was it like for you to run out on the field and 53,000 people are going nuts for you?
3: I'll tell you what. I mean, that that was one of the coolest experiences I have ever, ever experienced in my entire career playing football. Um, I mean, you just you telling me that, you know, just now and going through it again, like it really just gave me chills going through my legs. Um, it, it was unbelievable, you know. Um, obviously, had faced facing adversity, you know, had a season in the injury in 2020, you know, coming back and having a scare like that in the second game of the year, um, you know, kind of flashed in front of my eyes there that, you know, I was thinking the worst possible case scenario happened. Um, that I tore my ACL and that I was done and, you know, got great news, was able to come back, be able to rehab and kind of maneuver through there um, to get back and get healthy for the Oklahoma game. And, you know, not a lot of people were expecting me to to be able to do that. Um, But like you said, it it got out there that there was a chance that I was going to play. I knew all along I was going to play. And, you know, it was, it, it was, it's funny because that, first play of the game we always kind of we, we script that first drive um and you know we kind of decided on that first play we want to get out and go on a quick cadence you know kind of get those guys in their heels um kind of dictate the tempo there um so our, our cadence was the like first sound so i'm not going through a cadence like my first first word i'm saying we're snapping the ball and whenever you announce my name um it was the loudest i've ever heard that stadium and uh, like couldn't hear us hang, and so I'm sitting there like trying to quiet everybody down so we don't get a, a false start or something. Um, it, it was a really cool, really cool moment for me. Um, you know, just uh, it, it, I just truly really felt I felt the love, felt the support from the fans um, firsthand. You know, and it was just super exciting. Um, you know, and just a blessing. You know, be able to step back out on the field and and play again, um, especially versus a, a team like Oklahoma that we've had success you know, the previous two years. So I knew new fans were excited for that reason too um, and, and whatnot, but fortunately we came up a little short that day. But uh, but no, that was one of my favorite moments ever at K-State. It was super cool.
1: Following the injury against Baylor, you get kind of the curtain call as you exit. The, the fans give you a standing ovation because of, of obviously your last game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. But But following that game you didn't play in the texas game but how soon would you have been able to come back if there was a game the week after texas would you be able to play or was it later than that when you got cleared
3: uh man it, it's hard it's hard to answer that uh, cuz i really i really don't know like it was truly day to day um and it definitely would have came down to a you know a point in time where i would have i would have just toughened it out and and played um But it probably would have been a couple more weeks after Texas, um, to be honest. I mean, I I would like to say differently, but I mean, even that Texas game, I was trying to fight it out that whole week. I didn't practice, but I was rehabbing. I was doing everything I possibly could to get out there and play. Um, And I went out for warm-ups. I mean, I I couldn't do anything. I mean, my my ankle was was not feeling good. And um, already having, you know, kind of battling another injury on my other leg, like it just, it wasn't, wasn't a good, good deal. And, um, but I, I truly like, I didn't feel a hundred percent again until like the week of the LSU game. So, I mean, it, it, it took a while, it took a whole month really. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's hard to truly answer that because I don't really know, but it, it, it probably would have been another week after Texas at least. So what's your
1: reaction to Colin Klein? He's now the offensive coordinator and now the offense at times is going to turn into something that maybe moves a little bit quicker, no huddle. What's your reaction to that?
3: Uh, I'm fired up. I'm so fired up for Coach Klein um, in, in the offense at K-State. I mean, everybody got a got a glimpse and taste of what it's going to look like with him at the, at the helm in the bowl game. Um, and, you know, and Coach Klein definitely, he, he's, he's He's, you know, implemented his wrinkles of what he wants to do and made some adjustments to things. Um, I still think the the foundation and the heartbeat of that offense is going to be um, similar, but there are going to be some changes. And um, I'm super, super excited just to see those guys, um, you know, put it all together for him and for him to call the game. Um, I mean, hes I've worked with him, like many, you know, I've worked with him for, for five years. Um, I feel like I... I know him like the back of my hand. He knows me like the back of his hand, and you know he, he's very, very well prepared and, and ready for this opportunity. And he just needed somebody to give it to him. And I'm so glad that Coach Kleiman, um was able to give it to him here at K State, and this would be his first OC full time job. So uh, I'm really fired up for him. Um, he's an unbelievable man, unbelievable leader, um, and, and he's going to lead those guys. And people are going to want to go play for him. Uh, I'm telling you that right now. People are excited. You're passionate. Whenever you're playing for somebody that you know cares for you, um, as a player, as a person, and and whatnot. I mean, you're you're going to put it all on the line for them. And I know those guys are going to do that for Coach Klein. So I'm super excited to watch it.
1: Well, soon, Skylar is whispering with Skylar Thompson here on the game. You're going to be able to call yourself a professional quarterback, either if you do get drafted or not. You're going to get a great opportunity to play at the next level. But the last time we talked to you was your pro day. That was about a month and a half ago. Are you still? training almost every day, getting ready for what comes next?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, it, it's been a hectic, hectic time um, since that, since we last spoke. Um, it's been challenging to stay in the routine just because I've been going from one place to the next. Um, I've been on a couple of top 30 visits. I've been on had some private workouts, you know, Zoom calls. There's There's been a lot um, that has taken place since then. Um, but, in between those times, where I'm traveling or whatever the case may be, I'm staying in shape. I'm staying ready. Yeah, uh, you know, and you know, this is the, this time period right now, leading up to the draft, and you know, that week after the draft or whenever we have to report um, in May, it, it's the most crucial time. You know, this is when you truly start developing and and getting ready to go make a team. You know, and uh, there, there's definitely the pre-draft process is very important, but you're you're training for some things that really. For my sake, um, you know, doesn't really translate over to the field, um, you know, a, a lot as far as the top 5 you know, Elko forty, all that stuff. Like it's, it's good to have good numbers and all that stuff, of course. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to be able to understand the playbook. You got to be, be ready to go through progressions and, and stay in the pot. You, there's so many different aspects to the game, truly, that uh, you got to be really good at and be ready for whenever you get into camp in May. So that's really what this this last phase has looked like for me um just trying to stay ready and uh, be prepared so whenever I'm whenever I get that opportunity that I'm ready to go do it and be my best
1: as your agent or anybody associated with an NFL team or just anybody in general has anybody been in your ear about where your latest projection is if you'll be a late round guy or free agent
3: yeah I mean as of right now I'm I'm hearing as early as the fifth round and as late as the seventh um that's kind of that projection range that I've worked my way up into, um, it sounds like, for most teams. And, um, you know, there's there's a good amount of teams, a handful of teams that, that I've talked to or met with um, that I feel really good about, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I have no clue, no clue what's going to happen. Um, you know, the only thing that, that I've been focused on is just being my best. Um, in every interview, every workout, um, every visit, whatever the case may be, just putting my best foot forward and, and showing teams who I am, what I know, what I can bring to the organization, um, you know, and hoping that I'm going to get one of these teams to fall in love with me to just a pick on me. You know, that that's the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal. Um, but if I do fall to being undrafted, then I fall to being undrafted. I mean, like, I'm going to get an opportunity, um, a great opportunity, uh, whatever it looks like. Um, it's just a matter, you know, every – Every player, you know, every kid, whenever you pick up a football for the first time, your dream is to hear your 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 name called uh, on draft day, and you know that's ultimately my goal. That's what I want. Um, but it's not going to be the end of the world if that doesn't happen. I know I'm going to get a great opportunity, um, and you know I'm just ready for that whenever it comes.
1: Well, with Skylar's 316 here on the game, I hope you don't mind that nickname. It's just kind of stuck around here after we gave it to you a couple of years ago. But uh, a couple more for you here. So what are you going to do for the draft? Are you having a party at home? What's the plan?
3: Yeah, well, I'll have uh, – yeah, I'm going to be at home. Um, I have my immediate family uh, coming to hang out Thursday and Friday, um, you know, just uh, to make a weekend out of it, you know. And then Saturday night um, have, you know, some former coaches, some former teammates from high school um really just every you know significant person that i that i could think of that that has helped me get to where i am um you know hoping that they can swing by and and enjoy the moment with me you know um that's ultimately like what what i want out of that weekend i, I want to be surrounded by my family my friends people that i love um and that have helped me get to where i am today um because it definitely hasn't just haven't got to this point by myself uh there's been uh so many people that have contributed to my growth, my development uh, to getting around today. And I just want to be surrounded by those people. So it's going to be very low key, um, very chill. And, you know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, having them around, being able to take some, some, you know, weight off of the moment and just being able to appreciate everything about it. And whenever that time comes, being able to enjoy that, that time with them.
1: Well, one more time here, Skylar. A night with Skylar Thompson that is this Saturday at Goolsby's in Aggieville right there at the Bluemont Hotel. Saturday, 6 to 8 on April 23rd. Tickets just 65 bucks. You get a couple of drinks, Cox Brothers, barbecue, buffet, live music, and you get to meet future professional quarterback in the NFL, Skylar Thompson, plus a silent auction as well. My last question is, can we get tickets at the door if we don't get them online?
3: Yes, yes. We should be able to. We, we would prefer being able to um, buy the tickets online just so we can get a, a head count mm-hmm. as far as understanding how much food we need to get um, and all that stuff. Um, but yes, I think we're in the works of, of maneuvering ways to um, being able to have tickets at the door um, if we do not sell out online uh, to make those available for people that show up.
1: All right, now this is the last question barbecue question. What is your go to barbecue? Not talking like spot, like brisket guy. What what would you say?
3: Ooh, that's a that's a really tough question. You know, especially being a Kansas City guy. You know. Yep. Uh, uh, man, I would say it is really hard to beat um, some really good pulled pork. Um, but I would say. I would say probably burn in. I really, really like burnt in. I mean, especially if they're cooked just right. Um, I feel like that's, that's the part that I like the most. Um, but I'm a fan of all barbecue. I mean, I think it's, it's all, it's all good. It's kind of, I've always been raised in a family where we, we take pride in our, our barbecuing and, and all that stuff. So, um, I, I like it all. I like it all, but I would say probably burn ins or, or full pork.
1: Yeah, you certainly got a lot of nodding heads with the ends <laughs> answer there. But, Skylar, once again, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're a great representative of K-State Athletics and a bright future ahead of you. Congratulations on all your success and best of luck to you.
3: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Skylar. Again, a night with Skylar Thompson this Saturday. Fundraiser for the Johnson Cancer Research Center. Saturday, April 23rd at Goolsby's from 68 and just $65 for the drinks. The Cox Brothers Barbecue, live music, and to meet Skylar Thompson himself. Plus, play all the games there they have at Goolsby's. It's going to be a fun night with Skylar Thompson and company. All right, we take a timeout. We still have our number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything. We're on until 5.30, but coming up next, i got to get my weekly top ten in there. That's up next on the game. Ah yes, the very first song Motley Crue ever performed in a concert, "Take Me to the Top," in which was in, uh, interrupted by unruly fans. Which they weren't unruly really fans; they just showed up for some live music and saying Motley Crue sucks. And
2: <laughs> all, of,
1: all of a sudden, you have Nikki Six jumping off a stage and hammering somebody with a guitar. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to the game. I'm Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G., Sage Williams is across the glass today running the show. Well, it's time for my weekly top 10 list. Um, so I, I believe we've actually done this top 10 list before because it is a yearly event, and that is the Power Cat Auction. I mentioned it at the top of the show where I've been outbid left and right. You know, getting smoked, getting smoked. Yeah, by people that have more money than I do. <laughs> it's hard to compete. Yeah, that's when tough. your pockets aren't as deep. Even it, though I'm not it, going over the most. I'm not going after the most expensive things.
0: It, it's Walters, isn't it? He's the guy sniping you on these.
2: Eh, uh, it could be. <laughs> I like the Wyatt. I, I think it's Wyatt, and that's what it's, I think because it's personal. You know what I mean? It's personal.
1: Now, for sure. you know who? You know who it would be? It'd be Stan Weber. Ooh, Stan Weber. Would do that to me. Ooh, is there some beef? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. I just, I just know if out of those three, mm-hmm. he'd be the one that mm-hmm. wants that stuff more than anybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valid. He's like, yeah. I'm not gonna let him have. I'm not gonna let the Ford have that.
1: Plus, like, he's the one out of the three I don't really have a relationship with. So
2: we don't stu- really know each other. Yeah. Well, let's start a uh, anti Stan Weber beef on the show. Oh, stop it! Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put it out on Twitter. Hold on. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: Remind me when we have him on at some point to not have You're going to be busy that day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Got to watch the baby. Dang. Doesn't dad need to be home today? <laughs> yeah, daddy daycare.
1: My top ten list for the week are my top ten items up for bid online for the Powercat auction. I'm not talking about the items up for bid in the live auction, which is this Saturday. Not talking about that. By the way, that's sold out. So, if you don't have tickets, get online, start bidding. This is the single largest fundraiser for K-State Athletics, supporting the Ahern Fund, and providing scholarship assistance for student-athletes. Right on. There is a great list of things up for bid, but these are my top ten. Here we go. Number ten. Number ten, anything Chiefs, signed by Byron Pringle. BP. He's no longer a Chief. But, man, he had one of the longest runs as a chief when it comes to a former Cat than I can recall. Mm. I don't remember how long Kevin Lockett was a Chief, and even just past that. I mean, you can't really... I, In my time, I can't think of too many Cats that were Chiefs, you know what I mean? So this is kind of a rare thing, especially for somebody that won a Super Bowl. Big time. Caught a few touchdowns in his day. There's a bunch of Byron Pringle stuff up there when it comes to his Chief stuff. Kill. Signed it, there's a helmet, there's... Jerseys, There's a whole bunch of stuff. Go get it. Number nine. So I thought this would be really cool. Guest conductor for the pride of Wildcat Land. Whoa. As in you actually get to direct the band at game day. So I I looked up the bio or the description for this. You have to be sober. And (laughs) and at least 25. I got a big crack out of that. No
2: drinking before leading the pride. Do you understand (laughs) Bitters, yeah, absolutely. Like this ain't just no run of the mill kind of deal. This is the pride of Wildcat. Yeah, take some
1: pride in your conducting.
2: You know what I mean. Go hammer
0: beers after. I can readily admit that I'm sure that there have been a few who have directed it hungover in the past. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But, but As, as it yeah. should be, you know, sure. it's mm-hmm. Friday nights. Yes, Come exactly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably a good regulation to have in play.
1: <laughs> now, if I were to do it, though, I want to be the conductor, the band leader that sprints across the field yeah. for Wabash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Drum major. Drum major. Thank you. And You're that's, welcome. Sorry, <laughs> Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Everybody should experience this once in a life, and there's a ton of them up for grabs. A box or a suite or a lodge to watch a football or basketball game or a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the luxury part of being a spectator once in your life because for most, it's t- too expensive, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe this is a way to get it a little bit cheaper. Plus, there's going to be, you know, food that they're going to supply as well. You can bring a bunch of your friends. Whatever you bid on it, you can split it with everybody that goes. Oh, yeah. You know, just spoil yourself by getting in on this.
0: Yeah. Troy? Uh, Just chuckling because uh, the nephew's girlfriend wanted to actually come up into the press box last year during uh, the West Virginia game because of it being cold. Well, She's like, there's
1: space up there. (laughs) No. No, there's not. I, I think it would be really cool, as long as they promise not to go rogue, like let somebody get into the public address announcer's booth and just one time get to do good for a wildcat. That'd be cool. And let somebody else experience the thrill uh-huh. and the adrenaline rush of getting on that mic, 52,000 people hear you, and you're teeing up the good for the Wildcat first down. That would be
2: awesome. That would be, man, you should bring that up. That's a great idea. I'll pitch it next year. Yeah.
1: Or today at baseball, <laughs> and maybe they'll throw it to somebody else, and it'll, get, it'll go down the chain, you know, the food chain. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa.
2: What? What if that person smokes your job right from out from under you? Well, whoa. then I'll politely concede. <laughs> and admit defeat defeat. And then try to bid on it like, next hey, year after <laughs> yes, and- <laughs> yes. I'm coming I- back baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna save up my money get in there next year. Oh boy. Uh where are we at? Here we go. Number seven. Number seven. This is a kid's thing, but go run out in the field and get the tea after kickoff. It's cool. That would be another great experience that we're all too old for, but we would all admit that'd be a great thing to able to get to do one oh, time. Man.
2: Always wanted to be that kid. God, that's cool. Number six.
1: There's a bunch of these up for grabs. What They're calling them just canvas. They're basically pictures, but in canvas form of, of big moments oh, yeah. that have happened. One of them, this is the one that stood out to me, and they have a picture up for auction. At the moment, Aoka Lee scored 61 points in the Oklahoma game. Mm-hmm. That is up for bid. It's pretty low right now, but it's going to go up there ways, I think. Uh, that would be great to have in the old man cave, because that, was, that wasn't just a record-setting date. It, it, it felt like way more than that. That was an NCAA Division One record she broke with scoring 61 points. And you can have that memory in your house forever just by bidding at the Powercat Auction.
2: You're going to be driving the price up on that one, for sure. All
1: right, here we go. Number five. Number five. This would be awesome. Cooking lex- lessons with Sodexo executive chef Pedro Lozada. I'm yeah. sorry if I'm butchering that yeah. name. but he, So he, along with others from Sodexo, used to come into K-Man mm-hmm. or K-Rock and bring in food for us to sample. We would talk about it on air. So for some reason, I thought we were just getting stadium food. This was like five-star restaurant quality food from Sodexo. Mm-hmm. That was to- like even if this wasn't like something up for grabs if he just offered cooking lessons like you could come in once a month or twice a month and do cooking lessons with him i would buy that and do it <laughs> because he's really good yep. like i would love to learn from this guy and yes. his staff his staff is really good Absolutely. as well number 4 i was really surprised to see this a signed and framed Michael Beasley jersey. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
2: what's that? What's that at now? Do you have any? When idea? When I
1: first that? bid on it, it was like forty bucks. Whoa! But this is really early, so it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. People are gonna find it and be like, "Oh my God, it's only at sixty bucks." Here's two hundred. Beat that, suckers! And yeah. That, then it's up to six hundred. Don't. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that should go very quickly. That'd be sweet to have. I did wow. bid on it, and I was outbid in like two seconds. Oh. That's sweet. It's already out of my price range. Number three. Juan Krueger got one of these when he was honored at the Oklahoma game this year, and that is in a Hearn Fieldhouse table. It's made out of the original hardwood Ooh. basketball floor at a Hearn Fieldhouse, and they threw the old school logos on it.
2: Ooh, Now, his, awesome.
1: his had a little nameplate on it, but I already noticed the price was way up. It's out of my price yeah, range. Right? That would – you. That would not be allowed in the living room. It's too good to be a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, yes. no. It's Agreed. too good to put your feet up on. Yeah. Unless you're wearing high top sneakers. Yes. That is Man Cave under a
2: spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. You ever caliber. put a table on a wall? Ah, uh, you will now. <laughs> Did you guys see that earlier today on
1: Twitter, like somebody shared like they have this uh it's basically this like what you would see at Bramlage, like the video board, the way that is. Mm-hmm. They have that one of those like in their man cave, and it's just TVs. Oh! Like a man cave video board.
0: What an it's idea. It's insane. Oh, my God. Wait, the wife actually, Monica actually looked at her wall at one point during the NCAA tournament and said, you know, I kind of like that idea of putting up more TVs.
2: Oh. Uh, like, yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Number two. Number two, go golfing with Coach Mitty and Coach Climate at Colbert Hills. I have had the opportunity to just chit-chat with Mitty, like on a personal level, just shoot the breeze. That's a cool guy. He's cool. He'd be cool to hang out with more. Coach Kleiman, I would imagine the same way. Get him loose, get him out on the course, slice a couple to the right, pop some tops. Oh, yeah. Talking (laughs) about beer cans. (laughs) Yeah, baby. And uh, unless it's hot outside, you never know how things get. And uh, that would be... An enjoyable four to five hours. I'd imagine that's how long it plays. It takes to play around.
0: Yeah, that, and that, you know, the only problem would be my game. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh, I don't care. I I I don't golf. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> I have no game. I would do it anyway, just to hang out. We don't I, have, we just put it around. Just <laughs> keep hitting the ball down the freeway.
2: I There's, I I had to record something for the C. Clyde Jones uh, run a couple years ago with Chris Kleiman, and. He got it in one take. Fairway,
1: not freeway. That's yes. right. Fairway. That's right. <laughs> a sports show. I wanted to jump in there.
2: <laughs> and he was so pumped to have done it in one take. He was going around the football office going, "I told you. I'd get it in one take." And everybody's like, "Okay. I think he'd be competitive. If you were any good at golf and if he's any good, you would get in a competitive match but with a coach."
1: But here we go. Here is the ultimate prize at the Power Get auction. Yes. Number one honorary Men's basketball coach for the KU game. Ooh. Always a of great. all games, mm-hmm. the KU game. Mm-hmm. What does it come with? You go to shoot around, you eat the pregame meal with the team, you sit right behind the bench, and you're an honorary coach. So I'm sure you can yell whatever direction you need to. <laughs> yell at uh Marquise Noel to dribble a little bit more. Uh-huh. Or, shoot it. You know, shoot whatever. It, yeah. Shoot it. Or call get, some
2: offense, you know. Call like, a timeout. Yeah, come on. Don't <laughs> come on. not out. Or get kicked out of the game, you know. Oh yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. Or or, or go
1: up to uh, go go up to Drum Tang and go, just whisper in his ear.
2: Ish yeah, has three fouls. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, remember. And he's like, get out. Who is this honorary guy? Get him out of here. But you get a B in the locker room. That's Pre-game awesome.
1: for the speech, dude. How embarrassing. Am- How intense is that? That is like, you got to be a pretty special person. Like, you got to be, like, literally on the staff to experience that kind of stuff.
0: Drawing up plays. Yeah. You stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Mm Exactly. Coach,
2: check this one out. And he's like, that makes zero sense.
1: (laughs) That's my top 10 list for the week. Quick break. Number one song of the day next. The no place well, I think you figured it out by now from 1965 by the birds on one me. week at number one good old folk rock that got big in the uh, mid 60s huge thanks to the birds also thanks to Bob Dylan John Baez mm-hmm. maybe not so much the
2: rock but certainly folk music Unplugged folk music. This is in every movie that has anything to do with the 60s at all. They play yeah. this one every Just time. Just about? Yeah. Uh,
1: it's got a, a lineup that changed quite a bit through the years. However, probably the biggest name you'll recognize from The Birds would be David Crosby. Stills, still Zanash. He played rhythm guitar and uh, sang a little background. Ooh. He does harmony in this song. Along with frontman Roger McGuinn. Oh, yeah, of course. In 1991, the Birds inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2004, Rolling Stone magazine ranked the Birds at number 45 on their list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. Guys, I'm not sure about 45. Maybe in 04. Well, let me put it this way I don't know if there's anybody really past or, you know, that came after the year 04 that would be considered top 40. Top 45, top 50. I mean, maybe some, but they wouldn't be on my list, probably.
2: Huh. I'll think about that one. It's the I'm just really feeling the vibe, you know? It's like, I feel like when you say that, I go, hey, man, that's like your opinion, man, or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's cool, man. Whatever your opinion is, it's all good, man. Just continue good vibes, dude. Good vibes. Ah, yeah, the birds did
1: chew up and spit out 12 studio albums, seven top 40 hits. This is their first of two number ones. Now, who brought this song first? Bob Dylan or the birds? Bobby D. I would say Bob D. Yeah, Yeah. Bob D. Yeah. Bob Dylan. He wrote, okay, so here's how close this was though. So Bob Dylan wrote Mr. Tambourine Man, which was originally released on his fifth album. Bring it all back home on March 22nd, 1965. The Birds released this as a single 21 days later.
2: Yikes! <laughs> oh. Hey, Mr. Tambourine, man. So, Bob Dylan,
1: he didn't release it as a single. It was just on his uh, album, The Birds. You know, they were all cool. like, Yeah, take my song. Sure, no problem. And, man. of course, they turned it into a big hit back in the day. Yeah. So, I-, I like this story, though, about Bob Dylan when he wrote the song. He wrote it on a road trip he took with some friends from New York to San Francisco. Damn. They smoked lots of weed sure. along the way, and the way they would replenish their stash is they ahead of time mailed pot to certain locations across wow. the United States and would go pick
2: it up. Wow. Nice. Isn't that fantastic? Back in the day, man.
0: Wow. Now, now you'd have to deal with trying to get it through the Postal Service when they think it's anthrax.
1: <laughs> Open it up. So he started writing it after they got to Mardi Gras in New Orleans, and they partied there the night of February 11th, 1964. That's when he started jotting down some uh, beginner lyrics, some notes, slapping it around on the guitar. So the belief about, the popular belief about what this song is about is about drugs.
2: No. But
1: Bob Dylan says it's actually not about drugs. Drugs never played a part of this song. Disappearing through the smoke rings in the mind, that's a part of it. That's not about drugs. Huh. Drugs were never that big in his life. He tried them, but he never was hung up on them.
2: Just yep, kind of yep. whenever.
0: Dylan wasn't exactly known for his use.
2: Yeah, he seems like a, a completely sober individual. And
0: David Crosby, on the other hand.
2: Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> he was like, uh... I was sure they was about. It was about like weed. I, I really didn't think so. Come on, can you imagine though, riding on a bus? I mean, it's got to be a bus or a van. I would those.
1: imagine a Volkswagen yeah, van with those
2: fellas. The cliche
1: '60s road trip vehicle.
2: Wow! From New York, you go down to New Orleans, and then you skate over to San Francisco. Oh my! God. God.
1: I'm curious to know how long it took that Yeah, no, it, probably 17 days.
2: <laughs>
1: well, especially if they went from New York to New Orleans and then... <laughs>
2: That's a long trip. And Oof. then
1: back up because San Francisco is a little bit north of central right. California. And then, it's not um, exactly around L.A.
2: Then, the then you drive. add in... Uh, that you're like super stoned the whole time. <laughs> so you're driving like 40 miles an hour.
1: So the Birds and Bob Dylan's, Mr. Tambourine Man, they both landed on Rolling Stone's top 500 songs of all time. The Birds version at 230, Bob Dylan's 164. Whoa. All right, Sage, we're going to take this break because I got to go. I'm going to Toynton Family Stadium. DG and Troy, they're taking over. Their opinions do not represent the radio station. <laughs> Their opinions are their own. Same with Sage. She can be a loose cannon once in a while. <laughs> but K State Baseball coming up at 5 30. I'm heading out to Toyton. These three taking over next. See you later. <laughs> be
2: I'm ready to go
3: anywhere. I'm ready for to fade.